So I'm going to go straight into our word because we are, we don't have that much time. So can everyone turn with me to Luke 8, 42 to 48? And I will read the even and you guys read the odd. All right. Ready? If you don't have a Bible, just listen. (laughs) All right. As Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him. 43. 842. Can you guys read the odd? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you know what? I'll just read the rest. It's fine. It's fine. I'll just read it all. It's okay. It's okay. We'll we'll practice this more next time. Um, As Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in with peace. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Um, Jesus, you are alive. And that is all. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. <laughs> okay. So, before this passage here, the author is Luke. And he's taking, on, he's taking us on this journey. Okay? We see that Jesus performs many uh, miracles. He cleanses the lepers. He heals the paralytic man. He raises man from the dead. He calms the store, cast, uh, storm, not store, and casts out demons from a man. So here people are hearing all about this Jesus, okay? And everything that he does. So we don't know if this crowd, this crowd of people actually believed him, but nonetheless, his name was known. So as Jesus crosses the sea after he did his um, miracle with, with uh the demon man. So basically he, he casted out demon and he put it in pigs and the pigs fell and died. Anyways, and so he crosses the sea and lands at shore and a large crowd welcomes him. And out of this crowd, one of the rulers of a local synagogue, Jairus, falls at Jesus' feet. And he asks and he begs for Jesus to heal his dying daughter. And while Jesus is on his way to Jairus' house, we are introduced to this woman that we've just read about, that I just read about. Okay, so tonight's message is titled Set Free. Follow me, Set Free. Set Free. Do you guys believe it? One more time, Set Free. Uh, okay, so tonight I want to take you on a journey of this woman's uh, journey of faith. And more specifically, how Jesus responds to it. Okay? So before we go into Jesus' response, I'm going to give you a brief profile of this woman. Uh, what was she feeling emotionally? How was she doing internally and externally? So here in this passage, we know that this woman was suffering from an issue of blood for 12 years. Many of our sisters know what this means. But it was 12 years. 12 amazing years. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So this woman had a disease that affected her internally. And you know what? Many people... 
uh, say that it was just, you know, what the sisters go through on a monthly basis. But this woman, it was actually a lot worse. It was a disease. And so other people that were studying this, they even mentioned how, um, I'm not, I'm not going to go into crazy details, but it hurt. All right? So it was so painful that it hurt. All right? So think about this woman for 12 year, years. For 12 years, she's going through this pain. This pain. All right? You can use your own, own imagination, but it is painful. It's also smelly, okay? It's just nasty, all around, nasty, okay? And this woman was affected like this internally, but because of that, her external circumstances were also changed. And in Mark 5, 26, it says, She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. So here we could see that she was actually making an effort to receive healing. She went to every doctor. She put things into her own hands. But what was happening? She was getting worse. She was getting worse. So 12 years. Oh, mind-boggling. So let's, ex- let's sort of think about how she was feeling externally and internally. So first, externally. If you're going on this for 12 years, first of all, you're going to feel weak. You're going to feel super exhausted. I'm sure she was out of breath, right? She probably couldn't walk. Yeah? Can you empathize with her a little bit? She couldn't walk. (laughs) Yeah, brothers, empathize with her. Um, She was, okay, it's hard. She's having difficulties getting around. She's having difficulties getting around. Internally, She probably was depressed, feeling super lonely, insecure, filled with shame. Because not only was she dealing with this internally, but it also probably affected her externally. She couldn't walk. She probably looked a little bit odd. If if it even smelled, it's probably nobody wanted to sit next to her. She was going through this physical pain, but she was also shunned by her society. Okay? She was considered unclean. So instead of receiving help and care, she was isolated from her society. So according to Leviticus 15, 19-30, we're not going to read it all, but here basically says this woman was ceremonially unclean. Therefore, everybody and everything that she touched was considered unclean. Can you feel what this woman was feeling? She probably felt hopeless. 12 years. Paranoid of what might happen while she's walking. Don't picture it. She sought after doctors for 12 years to find a cure, but she only became worse. I'm sure many of us, including men, are able to relate with her. What I'm saying is, she dealt with some physical illness. But for us, there might be something internally that we're dealing with. Whether it be bitterness, you may be just bogged down by family issues, hopelessness, depression, fear of the future. These are intense, but even the small things, little tiny worries. A lot of times we're stuck in bondage. Even for myself. You know, there's certain things that run in my, in my head And I'm like bogged down by all the work that I need to do. And I forget why I'm even doing my work. Because that becomes bigger than who I do it for. 
So like this woman, we try to deal with this unforgiveness on our own. We try to get help like from a psychiatrist for a depression. You try to study even harder in order to get a good grade. You did many internships so that you would have some recognition from the society. You may have tried to get physical, like medic, medical help with a physical ailment. You may have tried to exercise more, eat better, so that you wouldn't feel so insecure. I can relate th with that a lot. Yet for some reason, you are still dealing with the same old, same old problems. And instead of getting better, you still feel it. This woman here, she was desperate. She was desperate. This woman, like Pastor Marcus mentioned how, you know, that he said, stop Facebook stalking Jesus, right? Stop Facebook stalking Jesus. And so many of us heard about Jesus, right? Heard about Jesus, who Jesus is from people. This woman heard so many things about Jesus. She heard of his miracles, of what he did, of how he loved on people. And even in her physical and emotional state, she had the nerve. She had the nerve. Remember, she was unclean. She was unclean, yet she had the nerve to go through the crowd and touch his cloak. You have to remember where she was at, who she is. Even though she knew she was unclean, even though everyone around her shunned her, for her, she had to try. Let's, let's be real. She could have felt super unworthy because she was considered the lowliest of low. Nobody wanted to be friends with her. People were actually disgusted by her. So, like many of us, she could have actually chosen isolation and hide in her house. Even though she heard about Jesus, she could have just gone home and not actually be like, you know what, I'm just going to sit and moan and groan and just let this disease take over me. So what surrounded her was hopelessness. But for her, even though she could have focused, she could have focused on her 12, 12 years of torture. Instead, she chose to look to Jesus. In Mark 5, 27 to 28, it says, When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. She didn't even need to look straight into his face. She was thinking, if I just touch his cloak, she believed that she would be healed. Many of you here heard of Jesus. You've heard of the things that he's done in the lives of those around you, right? Some of you guys actually had a divine encounter with the Lord. Yet, forgot. Nonetheless, you are here because like this woman, you are seeking after who? Jesus. This woman activated her faith, and instead of seeing herself become worse... As she looked to Jesus, she saw herself becoming better. In Luke 8.44, she came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. 
Her faith in Jesus healed her immediately. So actually, I could just end my message here and tell you guys, have faith in Jesus. Just believe in Jesus. Like this woman, you will be healed. Whether it's internal or external, just believe in Jesus. However, I can't just end there because this passage didn't end there. And I'm sure there was a reason why it didn't end there, right? Do you guys agree with me? Because that was just one, two verses, and I read you many more. (laughs) Right? So here, I want you guys to, I'm now going to go, instead of seeing the woman, let's see how Jesus responds to her. Okay? And I want, if you guys are writing notes, which I would encourage you guys to, um, point one, how does Jesus respond? He responds by recognizing and redeeming. Follow me. Recognizing and redeeming. It's pretty cool because Susie was sharing her testimony and I was, I actually had to read it later after I wrote my um, message and I was like, you're basically preaching my message. And so just think about her testimony as you hear this message, okay? So number one, Jesus recognizes and redeems. So in verse 45, Jesus says, who touched me? Right? Jesus asked. When they uh, all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. The people are crowding and pressing against you. Think about it. Think about you walking to Shinchon Station at the craziest hour of the day during rush hour. Have you guys experienced it yet? It's disgusting. Like, I try to avoid it as much as possible because I don't like rubbing against other people's skin and then, like, mixing sweat. And then not just that, I'm like shorter, so you smell unnecessary scents, right? You guys, short people feel me? I'm not that short, but medium-sized people feel me. <laughs> um, but Jesus here was amongst a crowd. And it says in verse 42 that this crowd almost crushed him. They almost crushed him. So imagine the amount of people that were surrounding him. Imagine yourself, imagine Jesus at, at Shinchon Station in the subway, and all the people like this. Okay? And here in this very harsh environment, this woman who was suffering from an issue of blood is amongst this crowd. And here, I'm trying to imagine her. She's probably crawling. Right? Because first, she can't walk. Second, there's a lot of people. And not just that, she, she I said she can't walk. She's in a lot of pain, Right? So she's probably crawling. Because if you're thinking, she's, it said, let me just touch her, the, your cloak, the edge of your cloak, right? So she didn't go up to him and be like this, but she went down and tried to touch his cloak, okay? So here this woman is crawling to touch Jesus' cloak. That in and of itself, it shows this woman's desperation, right? It showed this woman's desperation. She was desperate. And not just that, I want you guys to picture sin. Picture just things, different things that you guys go through, right? Sin bogs us down, okay? And it puts you in slavery. This woman was enslaved to her own sickness. This woman was invisible in the crowd, But this woman was looking to Jesus and she didn't even need him to look at him or call out to him. But she just wanted to touch his cloak, believing that she will be healed. 
And here, Jesus stopped in the crowd and this made everyone else stop. Everyone else stopped. And this woman who was once invisible is now soon to be recognized by the one and only Jesus that everyone knew. Right? That everyone knew. Think about it. In the subway, all of a sudden, I'm just going to think that was this woman. He says, Tina, right? Who, he doesn't call your name. But <laughs> I'm just thinking like, he calls out and, and the whole subway looking straight at me. This is what the crowds were doing to this woman. Everyone was soon going to stop and look at her. Like this woman, don't think that you're invisible to God. It took this woman just one touch at Jesus' cloak amongst a crowd of people. Jesus sees you and he recognizes your very existence and whatever you are going through, no matter how big or how small it may be, it's very important to him. So in this book, we see that Jesus, he was coming back from a, a work, he was doing so much ministry and he comes back and he's greeted by a crowd of people. Physically, Jesus is a man. He needs rest. But was Jesus ever annoyed? No. Was he frustrated with the people? No. Jesus, he continued on in his ministry selflessly. He was never too busy. He was never too tired. He was never too holy to stop and give the people time. Jesus will stop stop and give you time, even if you don't even call out his name. And like the woman just touched his cloth. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm dying right now. Chuckle man. Oh my goodness. In verse 46, it says this, but Jesus says, someone touched me, right? He felt her touching him. He felt her touching him. And she, because he said, someone touched me. I know that power has gone out of me. He doesn't just recognize your existence, but what does Jesus do? He redeems you. Okay? Jesus already knew that this woman was healed. Why? He felt his power come out of him. This woman made a demand on his healing, and she received what? Full healing. Right? But why did Jesus call her out? He could have continued to walk towards Jairus' home and do what he needed to do. He didn't have to make a scene and have everyone focus on this one girl. One woman. Right? But Jesus stops and says that someone touched him and that the power has gone out. And he doesn't do this to expose the woman and make her feel condemned. But he does this so he can redeem her. In verse 47, it says, Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet in the presence of all the people. She told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. So right when Jesus said, who touched me? I felt power. She felt so convicted, right? She had such fear. Do you know why she had fear? She didn't have fear because she got healed or she, she was scared of Jesus. But her, her current state, she knew in the old, old mosaic law, if she touched something, that thing would be made unclean. So in her mind, she was filled with fear because she knew that she made Jesus unclean. But it's funny because instead of her making Jesus unclean, Jesus made her clean. That's crazy. That's pretty amazing. Right? 
Jesus called her out so that he can redeem her. She was no longer invisible to the world, right? She was deemed unclean, dirty, and worthless, worthless to the world. But when Jesus redeemed her, everything flipped. So here Jesus, uh, not Jesus, the woman exposes herself knowing that everybody would be staring at her. And these are people that didn't like her. If you bring it to today's society, it's like the outcast of outcast, and Jesus is calling her out, but she exposes herself. She exposes her, that's right, this is, this is what I dealt with, this is who I am. She exposes herself, and everybody is staring at her, but I can only imagine her just staring at who? Jesus. Just Jesus. I can imagine that there's a fear that consumes her, right, because of the people looking at her, but at the same time, she didn't care anymore. Why? Because she was healed because of Jesus. So now her, her vision was no longer this, where she saw other people, like, laughing at her, probably stepping away from her. Like, I'm, even the little things, like, you know, if, if you, let's say in class, right, made a little fart or something and you wanted to hide it but in your mind you're mad paranoid that everybody heard it right that you're now all of a sudden these lies come you're disgusting you smell right I'm, I'm giving you a really simple kind of example but this woman is like a billion times worse what was going on in her mind is craziness because she probably felt so disgusting so disgusting yet for her she didn't care anymore because she was healed. And immediately she looks to Jesus and confesses everything, confesses all about her disease, and then she tells everyone that she was instantly healed. She finally lets go and admits that all the work she did, 12 years of going to the doctor to receive healing, was a waste. Because one encounter with Jesus, just by touching him, she was instantly healed. She testifies to Jesus without even knowing that she was testifying to the people. She confessed of her iniquities. She confessed of her infirm infirmity, right? And she's like, I don't care. I don't care about other people. Jesus, you healed me. And then unknowingly, she was telling everyone else in that room, Jesus healed her completely. Like this woman, our sin also defiled Jesus, right? This led him to the cross. This led him to die on the cross for our sins. But now, because of him, Jesus died, but he resurrected again. So we can boldly proclaim what he has done for us because he has made us whole. The number two point is this. Jesus resurrects. Okay, and this is the last verse. Verse 48. Then he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Follow me, peace. Peace. We long for peace. We long for peace. That's why we do what we do, to get peace. Okay? Even if you think about Adam and Eve, they actually were trying to find their own way of receiving peace. By putting things into their own hands. Like them, this woman too, put things into her own hands because she wanted to be fully healed. But 
She got fully healed through who? Jesus, right? And in this verse, it says, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Lastly, Jesus doesn't just redeem you. He didn't just redeem this woman, but he also resurrected her from the dead. She wasn't dead, like literally, but she was basically dead. This woman was dying inside and out. Her life revolved around her disease and she reeked of death. But through her faith in Jesus, she was fully healed and she was made whole. Amen? Jesus recognized her, redeemed her, and uh, resurrected her into her new identity, her true identity in Christ. This woman who was nothing to the world became a somebody. Why was she receiving, trying to get healed by these physicians for 12 years? Because she wanted to be normal again, right? Instant what? Right when she met Jesus, right when she touched Jesus, she got instantly healed. She did this for 12 years on her own. So this woman who was nothing became something or somebody. And this woman, not just that, put a demand on Jesus' healing power. She thought that she would make Jesus unclean, but instead her touching Jesus made her clean. And here in this passage, Jesus calls her daughter. Daughter. And not just that he applauded and honored her for her faith. Jesus invited her into a relationship. This is when she receives even salvation. She reached out to Jesus to receive healing, right? And in return, she was invited into the kingdom. Jesus called her daughter. She is fully healed and now able to live a life of peace. She is a new creation. Do you see what Jesus did? In the natural, she was crawling on the ground just to touch his cloth, like just to touch like a fringe of his garment, right? And Jesus instantly made her stand tall. And not just that, she was told to walk in peace. She was crawling in pain, and she was now walking in peace. The enemy wants you to think lowly of yourself and continue to live a life in bondage. But Jesus wants to set you free so that you can stand tall and live in peace. Unlike this woman, Jesus had already died on the cross for our sins, and he has resurrected. This woman had to look for Jesus and get his attention in every way, but you don't have to. His work is complete, and the only part we need to play is just by believing. So a well-known evangelist named Reinhard Bonnke defined faith in his own words. Bonnke, he's like mad well-known, okay? Like every quote he says like blows me away. But he said this, he defined faith like this. Faith does not move God, it moves us. Faith is not something that you do, but something that you believe Jesus will do. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This weekend, I want to make this very clear. God is calling you to activate your faith in Jesus and not the retreat. You have to believe that he's already accomplished everything on the cross. Right? Jesus died and he resurrected, by the way. 
This woman didn't go to Jesus begging to be healed, but she sought after him already with the mindset that she was healed. This retreat that you guys are going to go to very soon this weekend is not a solution to all your issues. I don't want you guys to think that this large group is just a place where you just like ready your hearts and then all of a sudden go to retreat and like, yeah, I'm set free, but Jesus wants to set you free starting tonight. Okay? He's giving you an opportunity to experience wholeness in him tonight. Okay? So I want you guys to each have the right perspective. The right perspective. It's not just the retreat where Jesus is at, but Jesus is here in this room. And like this woman, this woman went through a crowd of people. Okay? She was desperate for Jesus. You guys are technically in a crowd of people. Are you desperate for Jesus? This woman did not have anything put together. She's probably like the wreck of the wreck. Is that a word? Is that the that? She's like wrecked, okay? <laughs> but even though she had nothing put together, she finally came to a place to let go. She didn't put things on her own hands. Many of us want to... Mm, be like, okay, Jesus, I'll come to you once I'm all okay. Jesus, I'll be once I'm all okay, I'll come to you. Right? Once I'm like whole, I'll come to you. But Jesus, that's what what does that do about like why did Jesus die on the cross for your sins? Okay? This woman, she was a wreck. And she now came to a place where she was like, okay, I'm no longer gonna focus on my own problems. I'm no longer gonna focus on myself, but I'm gonna choose to believe that Jesus is the solution to all all my problems. Like you guys saw today, Susie, Jesus was the solution to her problems. Now she's able to stand before you boldly. Me? I'm a solution. Like, I, not a solution, but Jesus is the solution to my problems. Man, I had mad issues. Like, I already told you guys, I was so afraid of people. I would shake, like, unknowingly. I would sweat bullets and then in my mind I would think, oh my gosh, I'm like smelly and like nasty and like gross and whatever and everybody's looking at me when nobody really was, <laughs> right? But Jesus was the solution to my problems. And Jesus is the solution to your problems. That's why you're here. Knowing or not, you're here because you know that. Like you want, you, your spirit is longing for Jesus. So tonight, like this woman, okay, I want you guys to identify with this woman. Okay? I want you to identify with this woman and then and and let Jesus expose the areas, the problems that you might be facing with, that you might be facing. Okay? I want you guys to close your eyes. Close your eyes. Jesus, I pray fresh air in this room. <laughs> okay. Tonight, like this woman... You've been dealing with internal and or external problems. But because of that, it's affected your outlook on everything. But like this woman, you desire to have faith and believe that Jesus is setting you free and that Jesus will make you whole. Like Susie, right? Jesus made her stand boldly before you guys, testifying him. This woman, she confessed and then she was able to testify who Jesus was. This woman confessed that she couldn't do this on her own, and the only person that could heal her and make her whole was Jesus. 
It was only Jesus. So, if this is you, where you're like now, like this woman, Jesus, I need you. I no longer like doing things on my own, but I need you. I'm not going to wait for this retreat to receive wholeness. But Jesus, I need you right now. And Jesus, I want to experience you right now. Jesus, I want to experience your healing power right now. I want you guys to just stand up.